your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 443 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And I just want to thank all you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And today, we're going to basically pick up right where we left off in yesterday's episode and continue our fun-filled off-season series here where we take a look at the best and worst-case scenarios for every single player on the New York Ranger. In yesterday's episode, we covered three of what I w- believe will be the six Ranger defensemen on opening night, that being Ryan Lindgren, Adam Fox, and Ke'Andre Miller. Today, we will shift our attention to the final three defensemen who I think will be out there on opening night, and that would be Jacob Truba, Patrick Nemeth, and I'm going to say Nils Lundqvist. It could end up being Zach Jones. There's part of me that almost wishes it would be Zach Jones just because I like what I saw from him last season, but Nils Lundqvist, great young defenseman, uh, won the SHL's award for the best Swedish defenseman in the league last season, and obviously a former first-round pick for the New York Rangers and somebody that they have big plans for. Uh, So I'm basically looking at this as how I expect the Rangers to line up on opening night. But with all that said, We will go ahead and start today's episode by talking about Jacob Truba. He is going into year three with the New York Rangers after coming over in a trade with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Last season, 38 games for Jacob Truba, two goals, 10 assists. He was a plus three overall, dished out 111 hits and also blocked 84 shots while averaging 21 minutes and 29 seconds of ice time, which was actually a career low for Jacob Truba. I would say in a worst case scenario, you could have a situation where he just doesn't live up to his contract. And it's difficult to do that when you're getting $8 million dollars a season. I mean, I'm not going to feel too bad for him because he's getting $8 million a season and has a tremendous opportunity to be a big-time player on this New York Ranger team for the foreseeable future. He's got a big contract, a lot of money, a lot of years. Uh, He is someone who occasionally comes under fire from Ranger fans because of the big contract that he has. And I think something else that you know, maybe Ranger fans are a little bit down on Truba for. I'm not saying all of them. I'm not trying to make it sound like, you know, every single Ranger fan can't stand Jacob Truba. I like Jacob Truba. I'm happy that he's here, and I see him uh, firmly in that top four for the Rangers for a lot of seasons to come here. But I think, you know, for the Truba naysayers out there, one of the things that they use as ammunition is the fact that his offensive numbers have dipped a little bit since coming to New York. That obviously cannot be denied. And I think in a worst-case scenario— the offense that he put up in his final season with the Winnipeg Jets, it just never comes back. And to refresh everybody, to kind of have an idea of what he did with the Jets in that final season that he had there in Winnipeg, he skated in all 82 games. He scored eight goals and had 42 assists. So 50 points, uh, the eight goals were the second most of his career. The 42 assists were by far the most helpers of his career. He hasn't had more than 25 assists in any other season. And we very well might not see Jacob Truba ever get back to the 50-point plateau or maybe even really all that close to 50 points ever again. And it's not completely his fault. Uh, Part of the reason that his numbers are down 
in his first two seasons with New York, at least his offensive numbers, is that the Rangers have this other defenseman who you guys probably know. He's, he's pretty darn good. You know, his name is Adam Fox. He just won the Norris Trophy. And of course, Fox is going to be the guy that plays on the top power play unit. And obviously, that top power play unit for the Rangers is going to get the vast majority of ice time when the Rangers are on the man advantage. Now, I suppose it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that Truba could eventually join Adam Fox on the top unit the top power play unit that is, and you go with three forwards and two defensemen, but I don't think I would do that because then you got to take somebody who's obviously very good off the ice uh, on that top power play unit. You'd have to take them off of that unit, and I do like the Rangers going with four forwards and then also Adam Fox on the uh, top power play unit, so he's going to be relegated to the second power play, and as a result, he's just not going to get as much ice time and just isn't going to rack up as many assists through the course of a season as he would if he was playing on that top power play unit. But in some ways, that's a good problem to have because the Rangers have two defensemen more than capable of kind of running point on the power play. And, you know, Adam Fox, given everything he's done over these past couple of seasons, he's going to be the guy on the top power play. I would say in a best-case scenario for Jacob Truba, he becomes the New York Ranger captain, and the team begins to take on his personality a little bit, that kind of old-school, hard-nosed, gritty type of player. You know, they all kind of just gravitate to him and, and take on his personality. We've seen a lot of instances over the years where certain hockey teams, certain teams in the NHL, they kind of take on the personality of their captain. You know, we did an episode on Friday where we looked at the top three leading candidates to be the next Ranger captain, and they were Truba, Kreider, and Mika. I think for sure it'll be one of those three players. I'm still with Kreider overall, but I could potentially be talked into Jacob Truba if there's some Ranger fans out there that, you know, are in, in his camp. They want to see him be the next captain. I'll at least hear you out, and I'm going to make some points in Truba's favor here as far as why he could be a good captain. Uh, so the Rangers, obviously, throughout this preseason here, they were on a crusade to make themselves bigger and tougher and all that good stuff going into the season, and they did that. But the guy that they already had on their team that really embodies that old-school grit and that snarl was Jacob Truba. Him more than anyone else, with apologies to Ryan Lingren, because I know he brings that to the table as well. But Jacob Truba is kind of the guy as far as returning Rangers that brought all that toughness and brought all that physicality uh, to the table night in and night out for this New York Ranger team. And by all accounts, Truba stepped into a leadership role for the Rangers this past year, which was his second with the Rangers. And that makes sense, because obviously somebody in their first year with a team, you know, you're in a new locker room, you're meeting everybody for the first time, you're probably not going to speak up as much in your first season with the team as you would going forward, you know, second, third, fourth year, uh, you take on a little bit more of a leadership role. And it sounds like that's pretty much what's been happening with Jacob Truba here over his first two years. But whether he's captain or not, and again, I still think it should be Kreider. I still expect it will be Kreider. But whether or not there's a C on Jacob Truba's sweater when the puck drops, he can still set a very good example for his fellow defensemen. Uh, he doesn't need to be the captain, to be the leader of that group, because the Rangers are ridiculously young on the blue line. And you got to figure that he's going to have the ears of those players when, whenever he's talking. You know, Truba's 27, so he's not ancient. It's not like he's this grizzled veteran. But four of the six defensemen on opening night for the Rangers, if as long as it's the the six defensemen that we think it's going to be, they're all going to be 23 years old or younger. So Truba's the veteran. You know, I know they have Patrick Nemeth, and we'll talk about him a little bit later today as well. He's 29 years old, but he just got here, and he's basically going to be playing third 
pairing minutes you would have to expect. So Trouba is your leader back there, and I think he has a great chance to be a very positive influence on a lot of these young Ranger defensemen. And in a best-case scenario, whether he's the captain or not, he helps these guys in their development. I thought he did a great job with Ke'Andre Miller last season. I expect them to see a lot of time together on the ice this season as well, and I think he has a chance to kind of be that big brother and be that leader of that very, very young group on that blue line for the New York Rangers. I think also in a best-case scenario, I'm going to throw out one or two more things really quick here, but I think he starts to shoot the puck a little bit more. You know, you look at his numbers with the Rangers. I feel like Jacob Truba should have more than nine goals in 108 career games as a New York Ranger, and it's for a number of reasons. I mean, for starters, the guy just has a missile of a slap shot, so let's see him break that out a little bit more often. His shots on goal per game over this past season, I don't have the exact figures in front of me, but you can kind of just eyeball it and see that it's kind of one of the lowest... Uh, totals of his career as far as shots on goal per game. I'd like to see him just let it fly from the blue line a little bit more often and just see what happens. You know, maybe you get a deflection or maybe you just beat the goalie clean. Maybe the goalie is screened and there's no way he can pick up this sizzling slap shot coming in from Jacob Truba. So I do like the idea of Truba just letting it fly a little bit more often. And I think also in a best case scenario, you know, a second ago, we talked about how Truba largely because of Adam Fox is going to be relegated to the second power play unit. And last season, the Rangers had a good power play, but almost every single time they scored, it was that top power play unit that was getting it done. And I think in a best case scenario, Truba can give that second power play unit a little bit of a boost. And maybe just in general, the second power play gets a little bit more time on the ice this season than they did last season. You never know exactly how these guys are going to be deployed, but obviously the Rangers have a new coaching staff and things could look a little bit different. Certainly, I think... Uh, you know, when you've got a tap power play unit that's got Panarin and Fox and Zibanejad and Kreider and probably Strom, uh, yeah, those guys are probably going to get the uh, vast majority of ice time as they should. But last season, it felt like they were out there. You know, if the power play lasted a full two minutes, they'd be out there for about a minute 35, and then the second power play unit would be out there for 25 seconds. And it's hard to get something set up in that time. So maybe Truba can be kind of the, the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak, on that second power play, give them a little bit of a boon, run point, set some guys up for some goals, and just like that, you'll see that second power play unit have an increased role on this team and have increased ice time when the Rangers are on the man advantage. So we will get into the other Ranger defensemen, the two that are remaining here, Patrick Nemeth and Nils Lundqvist. But first, I just wanted to go ahead and let you guys know that today's episode of Lockdown New York Rangers is brought to you by Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility because success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first scale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integration, and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by Fantrax. All right, fans, fantasy hockey season is fast approaching, and I'm going to give you the inside track on the absolute best fantasy hockey platform in the industry. It's Fantrax. 
Fantrax's free NHL Fantasy Hockey League Manager is the most customizable, easy-to-use, and feature-rich platform in the industry. This is where I host all my fantasy leagues, and as a commissioner of some, I can tell you I'm never leaving Fantrax. Sign up for free today, and as a special offer for Locked On Ranger fans, you'll be entered to win an official NHL-signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash Locked On and sign up today. Fantrax Commissioner Tools allow you to create your fantasy league exactly the way you want. Do you want more player position eligibility? Are you a fan of head-to-head leagues, points, roto, category, best ball? Fantrax has it all. Among the most trusted names in fantasy sports offering hockey, football, baseball, basketball, college basketball, college football, golf, soccer, and NASCAR. Fantasy sports don't sleep, and neither does Fantrax, with seasons running 365 days a year. There's a reason why fantasy players who try Fantrax make it their permanent home for all their fantasy leagues. Again, sign up for free today and be entered to win an official NHL signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash locked on and sign up today. That's Fantrax.com slash locked on. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. All right, once again, thank you guys so much for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and we will keep this thing rolling right now with Patrick Nemeth, obviously brought in via free agency this offseason, signing a three-year deal with the New York Rangers. And last season, he, he split last season between the Red Wings and the Avalanche, skated in a total of 52 regular season games, scored three goals, had seven assists, was a plus five overall, had 87 hits, and 67 blocked shots. He's a bit of a journeyman at the age of 29. He's gone from the Dallas Stars to the Colorado Avalanche to the Detroit Red Wings, back to the Avalanche for a half a season this past year, and now once again to the Rangers on a three-year, $7.5 million deal. I would say in a worst-case scenario, we get the guy that the Avalanche got in the playoffs last year. You know, we did a crossover episode a while back when the Rangers first picked up Nemeth, and we talked to Chris Maselli of Locked On Colorado Avalanche, who, by the way, does a fantastic job with his podcast as well. Uh, good guy, had a lot of fun talking some hockey and talking about Patrick Nemeth and finding out a little bit more about him. But yeah, Nemeth, for one reason or another, just could not keep up with the action during the postseason last year. I mean, I realize speed isn't exactly his calling card, but yeah, Chris was surprised to see him struggle the way that he did, and he was definitely a liability, and at least part of the reason why the Avalanche could not get past the second round of the playoffs last season. So in a worst-case scenario, the Rangers get more of the same, you know, maybe in the regular season, but if not in the regular season, then maybe in the playoffs. You know, if the Rangers get into the postseason, we really don't need somebody who was brought in to be a solid, reliable veteran defenseman to struggle enormously in the playoffs and be a big-time liability out there. So hopefully we could just write it off as a fluke. Maybe it was just, he was just going through a slump. He was going through a bad stretch of play at the worst possible time for the Colorado Avalanche last season. We will keep our fingers crossed that that was indeed the case. Uh, I think also in a worst-case scenario for Nemeth and this could actually be a good thing for the Rangers, depending on how you look at it. But in a worst-case scenario for Nemeth himself, he gets squeezed out by some of the young Ranger defensemen, some of the kids that they have there uh, in the pipeline, guys that might start the season in the minors. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good young Ranger defensemen who have barely played for the Rangers, or if they have, we've only seen a very small sample size of them. Uh, Zach Jones is one of them. He played in 10 games last year. And then you've got three other very young defensemen who the Rangers uh, think very highly of. And they have not yet made their NHL debut, but you got Nils Lundqvist. He could start the season on the NHL roster. We will see. You've got Braden Schneider. I thought he showed pretty well for himself in a limited 
amount of time in the preseason. And you've got Tarmo Reunin. And Reunin played uh, a couple of games last season as well. So Jones and Reunin, we've seen at the NHL level. Uh, the other two are former first-round picks. And Nemeth is going to have his work cut out holding off all of these kids for the next three seasons because he's got a three-year deal with the New York Rangers. Nemeth is going to have to bring it every single night because if he doesn't and he slumps, you guys know how this goes. Ranger fans are going to begin clamoring for one of the young defensemen that start the season in the minors to eventually replace Nemeth in the lineup. And I realize you can't let fans run the team, but... You know, sooner or later, a change is going to have to be made if Nemeth is struggling and you've got all these former first-round draft picks that are waiting to uh, jump him in the pecking order and get their opportunity. And I think uh, one other thing that happens for Nemeth in a worst case, and this is kind of connected to what I just talked about, he could end up getting traded by the Rangers before his contract is up. He's got a three-year deal. I see him as kind of like a stopgap defenseman. But again, if he is just kind of average or a below-average defenseman and the Rangers are chomping at the bit and wanting to get you know, your Joneses, your Lundquists, your Schneiders, your Rayuninans into the lineup, then I could see Nemeth maybe being a casualty of that, and he gets dealt away, uh, like I said before, that three-year contract is up. In a best-case scenario for Mr. Patrick Nemeth, I think this is someone who becomes the steady veteran presence that the Rangers were looking for on the blue line. You know, we heard a lot about that going into this offseason. The Rangers were definitely looking to bring in not necessarily a superstar defenseman, but somebody who's just a steady pair of hands back there, knows what he's doing, has some experience, and would be a nice compliment to some of the younger players that the Rangers are going to be running out there night in and night out. And in a perfect world, and in a best-case scenario for the Rangers, for all of us, and for Patrick Nemeth himself, uh, Nemeth is an upgrade on recent veteran defensemen that have been on this team, guys like Brandon Smith and Jack Johnson. And it's nothing against either one of those guys. I have nothing against them personally. Smith had his ups and downs throughout his New York Ranger tenure. Johnson was kind of an odd signing going into last year, but it also wasn't a complete disaster either because it was only a one-year deal for very cheap. Uh, but look, the Rangers, they see Nemeth as an upgrade on somebody like certainly Jack Johnson and also Brennan Smith. If they didn't see him as an upgrade, then Brennan Smith might well still be here. Uh, Smith only got a one-year deal, so it's not like he was completely out of the Ranger price range. Nemeth ended up getting a three-year deal. So clearly this organization sees Patrick Nemeth as an upgrade, and I do believe he will be. And in a best-case scenario, obviously, yeah, he will be. I think also in a best-case you know, we've talked about how the Rangers want to get bigger and tougher and more physical. And in his career, Nemeth has 517 hits in 366 games. So I think certainly he can bring that dimension night in and night out. And that's not a crazy amount of hits, but it's a solid number. And certainly he's somebody who's a big guy and uh, will play physical back there. I think also in a best case, he can help the penalty kill. You got to figure when you look at the Ranger defenseman, there's a lot of guys who are capable, it would certainly seem, of playing on the power play unit, and Nemeth is not one of them. He's a traditional stay-at-home defenseman, and that being the case, since there are so many other Rangers who could be in the mix for some big-time minutes on the power play, then I would think that maybe to kind of balance everything out a little bit, you could see Nemeth as one of the key defensemen on the penalty kill unit. I mean, it's hard to know exactly how they're going to go. You got to figure Adam Fox and Ryan Lindgren will be out there on the PK, although there have been some whispers about maybe wanting to... Uh, reduce Adam Fox's time on the ice just a little bit so you don't run the guy into the ground. Uh, but I still expect him to be out there in big moments on the PK. But then, you know, the second penalty kill unit, I mean, do you just go with Miller and Truba since they're going to be together at 5v5? Or do you maybe go with uh, Nemeth and Truba? You know, put the veteran out there and, and the big guy and the guy who knows what he's doing on the PK. It's an interesting debate, and I'm very curious to see how the Rangers line up when the season starts here. But yeah, I think in a best case scenario, Nemeth becomes a very, very valuable penalty killer for this team as well. And I think also in a best case, Nemeth is kind of an under the radar player on this team. And what I mean by that is, 
you know, he's the veteran defenseman. I don't think his ceiling is very high. You just bring him in to be consistent and to be steady. Uh, think John Moore in the season that the Rangers went to the Stanley Cup. Moore was a solid player for that New York Ranger team. He's certainly not the first guy you think of when you think of that 2014 team that went to the Stanley Cup Finals, but he was just steady every single night. And again, kind of flew under the radar, but that's not always the worst thing when you're kind of a stay-at-home defenseman because obviously you're not getting burned and you're just going out there and having solid shift after solid shift and doing your job. So I think in a best-case scenario, maybe we don't, even end up having to talk about Patrick Timoth all that much this season because he's somebody who's just uh, very consistent and very steady on the blue line, which is what the Rangers brought him in for. And we're going to go ahead and shift our attention to Mr. Nils Lundqvist in just a second here. But first, I just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. You got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? It's mint brownie. Brownies are awesome, and you put a healthy spin on it, and they're even better. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, and it's on to who I believe will be the sixth and final New York Ranger defenseman on opening night when the puck drops, and that would be Nils Lundqvist, who, if he does make the team, will be making his NHL debut this season. Obviously, we have no prior NHL stats to go by, so we'll take a look at what he did with Lulea in the SHL this past season. I already mentioned in the intro that... Lundqvist won the award for best Swedish defenseman in the SHL last year. And in 52 games, he scored 14 goals. He had 18 assists. So 32 points in 52 games for a defenseman, not too shabby. He was also a minus one and had two goals in an additional seven playoff games where he was a minus two. I would think in a worst case scenario, very simply, Nils Lundqvist does not end up making this team as I am currently projecting him to do. Now, listen, it's not a complete disaster if Nils Lundqvist is not out there on opening night and if the Rangers choose to go with Zach Jones instead of Lundqvist. But for Lundqvist and really any player in hockey, they want to make the NHL team out of training camp. So probably in a worst case scenario, that doesn't end up happening and his NHL debut obviously gets delayed. And to build on that, I would say in a worst case scenario for Nils Lundqvist, he makes the team, 
you know, right out of right out of training camp, right out of the preseason. He's out there on opening night, but he struggles, which is certainly not out of the realm of possibility for any 21-year-old rookie making his NHL debut. I don't think I really have to elaborate too much. I mean, you guys know how it is. Sometimes guys get the call to the NHL before they're ready. They head back down to the AHL for a little while. They come back up, and they're good to go. So in a worst-case scenario, there could be something like that where, you know, maybe Nils Lundqvist struggles a little bit, and maybe they end up making a change and going to, you know, maybe a Jared Tenorti. We think he's going to be the seventh defenseman, but maybe he's out there on certain nights, or maybe they go at Nils Lundqvist going into the start of the season, or they make that change during the season. But again, in a in a worst-case scenario, to make a long story short, uh, Nils Lundqvist just doesn't hit the ground running the way that, say, K. Andre Miller did this past season. And Miller obviously now looks to be firmly entrenched in the Ranger top four. But We'll see. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out. I do think Nils Lundqvist will be the sixth and final defenseman when the puck drops on opening night. And I would say in a best-case scenario, that's just it. Nils Lundqvist is on this team on opening night. He is involved in one of the only true dogfights for a roster spot. It's currently being contested, of course, between himself and Zach Jones. I think it certainly will be one of those two guys on opening night. As we've talked about, the other five defense spots are spoken for, uh, but these two, it sounds like they're battling tooth and nail to be that sixth and final defenseman. I really can't see it being anyone else at this point, especially with Braden Schneider already being assigned to the Hartford Wolfpack. And in a best case scenario, Nils Lundqvist makes the team. He hits the ground running. Uh, the Rangers, as an organization, seem very, very high on Nils Lundqvist. It makes sense. They took him in the first round a few seasons ago. It almost feels like, as an organization, and this is just me speculating. I don't have any way of knowing this for a fact. But just with everything we've seen and certain things that have been said and certain things that have been written, it feels to me like the Rangers, as an organization, really would like Nils Lundqvist to win this job, to win this training camp battle between himself and Zach Jones. And it makes sense. Zach Jones was a third-round draft pick. The Rangers have a lot more invested in Nils Lundqvist being a former first-round draft pick. And again, I don't have concrete proof that the Rangers are leaning that way. It just kind of feels that way. It's a gut feeling on my part. And maybe he even works his way onto the Ranger power play in a best-case scenario. Now, as we've already discussed, the Rangers do have a crazy amount of defensemen with a lot of offensive skill, so that will be much easier said than done. I mean, Nils Lundqvist has to make this team first, or if he doesn't make the team, he's got to work his way back up and get onto the roster and be in that top six. But in an absolute best-case scenario, which is what we're doing here, could I see Nils Lundqvist getting some time on the man advantage for the New York Rangers before the end of this season? Absolutely, I could. Why not? I mean, you guys see the numbers that he put up in the SHL last season. That seems to be his calling card, that he brings a lot of offensive fireworks to the table as a defenseman. Great two-way blue liner and uh, somebody that the Rangers are going to be looking to build around as the uh, years go on here. You know, he's, he's somebody that they're clearly very high on. And so in a best-case scenario, again, he hits the ground running and contributes in a lot of different ways to this New York Ranger team. And to kind of wrap up today's episode, the Rangers will be back in action tonight against the New Jersey Devils. The puck drops at 7 p.m. Igor Shesterkin is expected to play the whole game, something of a dress rehearsal matchup for the Rangers. And obviously, we will all be hoping for better results than the 7-1 defeat that the Devils dealt to the Rangers the last time they met in this preseason. Uh, Igor will play the whole game tonight, barring any unforeseen circumstances. And Alex Georgiev is expected to play the full game in the Ranger preseason finale against the New York Islanders on Saturday in Bridgeport. I will be at that game, so definitely come say hi if you're going to be there. I heard from one or two of you already, and I will respond to your emails today. 
Uh, but yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Going to be a, a lot of fun to see uh, the Rangers kind of in a dress rehearsal game against their rival Islanders, and hopefully they can pick up a win and have a good showing for themselves heading into the regular season. The other bit of news is that our Locked On New York Rangers fantasy draft is all set for this Sunday, October 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern time, so definitely looking forward to talking with a bunch of you there as well. we got a 20-team league. It's going to be a ton of fun. And once again, thank you guys so much for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On fantasy hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy leagues. It's free and available on all platforms. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.